Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. start at the start here you you missed this game i did miss this game we're talking of course perhaps about the game the game, the game of the week oh i believe it was the game of the week champions league liverpool versus tottenham championship yeah yes the, as as everyone here kept saying the all europe championship for the best football team in europe and they're just like really hammering that hard making sure you knew that you're reminded that it was all of Europe, <laughs> the two best teams in all of Europe. Yes. They wanted to make sure that you knew. On the island of Great Britain. That's right. I mean, I have to say, after Liverpool won their semifinal, that they, they deserved that. After that, after that oh, yeah. crazy second leg in the semifinal. Talk about a disparity between the brackets. <laughs> <Holy>. I know. <laughs> Holy moly. I know. They showed like tottenham's path to the final like hmm, okay <laughs> way to go yeah, yeah. Like you did it you want to talk about a4 i saw this on the twitters and um i saw a map of who uses a4 on twitter and it is most of the world that is a4 is a size of paper the only thing, the Let's only hear. thing that I'll defend on A4 because I I'm clearly a, a letter paper man. It's weird to just the I don't know the proportions are all wrong, but the only thing that I'll defend is that the A's by number are all cut out of one big rectangle, so they all fit together to make one big rectangle. Oh uh, really? That's amazing, <laughs> but. Oh wow! So they're oh so it's designed so you have a big piece of uh-huh. paper, and then they cut it out of okay yeah because it goes because it goes from poster size to like you know I don't know small stationary size I don't I don't know whatever you want to call like like business card size I guess yeah but <laughs> since this do they have an overlay of this versus uh, imperial units? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we could do that. It, it looks like it looks like they're going to be just two circles on the Venn diagram. Um, yeah, I'm showing uh, Michael the map now, and besides the United States, Mexico, Canada, and then some of South and Central America, and the Philippines, uh, and the Philippines. Yeah, it's mostly A4. Yeah. yeah. I still remember having, I <laughs> went to London studying abroad with my regular American notebooks and then would be like printing pages off like daily. And then it would just be like, just, you know, like <laughs> an inch of overlap. So frustrating. I finally hanging out. Of I the finally had broke down at that point and bought, you know, a four folders because. Oh, you did. I never wow. did. Wow. You're. That's amazing. Just, just didn't want didn't want to right, assimilate into the culture. Right. No, no, Ooh, no. ooh, segue. 
speaking of assimilating into a culture uh-huh aaron paul in westworld <laughs> what? what happened <laughs> i, I... <laughs> yeah, it's like Wait, whoa, this, so it's a new show about Aaron Paul? No, it's Westworld? Wait a second. <laughs> I started seeing the clip, was watching something on HBO that wasn't Game of Thrones, clearly. And all of a sudden this started playing. I was like, oh, Aaron Paul. And Aaron Paul, th- wow, this sounds like, this sounds like Ramen uh, doing <laughs> the music here. It sounds an awful lot like Westworld, though. So that's weird that he's really reusing. I haven't seen this since, like, uh, since insert two movies from John Williams in a row. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, there's Dolores. Oh, wait, this is supposed to be Westworld. <laughs> what? I don't even know, man. But great use of Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. I sincerely hope that that is his new motif. You know, because I, I liked Player Piano, Black Hole Sun, but I'm ready for, for new updated pink floyd dark, dark side, side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this week on the pod we are doing a light version of algorithm club trying to get our feet wet in some bayesian modeling and trying to do oh some boy. bayesian fitting so we're going to spend some time talking about how we developed that framework in the first half and then in the second half we're going to look at a few players that we identified as outliers in the model and see if we can explain where our model might be falling short so here we go all right all right, jump in whenever you want during this, but this week I took a basic look at probabilistic modeling through Bayesian inference, which is a really complicated way to say that I just studied the probability that some model we assumed is correct. That being home run, the relationship between category stats, hitting category stats. Right, so I started with the premise that there, there really is some underlying home run RBI run relationship once you've normalized it by plate appearances like that, 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 that really does exist. Now I have a question for you here, which is I I started basically rattling off some ideas. I'm going to assume that this higher dimensional plane is related to a bunch of things, right? It's related to the intrinsic rules of baseball. It's related to team composition and it's also related to player skill. And that's how you eventually get to the structure of the plane. Okay, but you're forgetting about one. This is why I wanted to bring it up. What am I forgetting about? Batting order. So I lumped batting order in team composition. To intrinsic skill. No, 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 no. I put it in team composition. Oh, you think that that's part of team composition. Okay. I think... I think where you write, so I'm, I'm using team composition in a global sense to mean, okay, both batting order as well as who's hitting ahead of you and behind you, because we know something like, uh-huh. like the question now is, what is fifth in the Red Sox order versus second in the Reds order? Okay. I, feel really, I really feel like you could draw that out, because Renato Nunez batting cleanup my boy so in baltimore is still a value even though that team is horseshit okay we can we can model that we should think we that basically should be next week's project thank you okay i would be interested just as i was looking at this and you know i don't want to 
stepping no. on your toes too much, but you gave me a list of players, and a lot of them are catchers. And I'm thinking to myself, these guys have got to all be batting eighth and ninth in their orders. Ooh, you know who's you know who's and not a catcher and is batting ninth though? Byron Buxton. Bingo. Right. So that I was thinking about that the whole time, and then when you said. When you lump together some things, I was thinking about that. I would be more interested. So I think that you're right, that team composition, or however you phrased it, there's team composition in terms of just general overlying what's the level of, you know, skill. And then there's, but then you also have park factors, and then you have manager factors. So there's certain managers that don't run. There's certain managers that do run. There are certain managers that do, well, do hit and run, you know, um, kind of small ball baseball. And then there are certain managers that do, um, are totally cool with green lighting a power pitcher on (laughs) 3-0. So are you saying, basically, I think it sounds like you're setting up the entire rest of our season trajectory for pods. Because you're basically saying that we need that, our manager factors that we've long discussed. (laughs) <laughs> maybe okay. maybe maybe that's, that's our that's saying. our long next long-term project so i think i started looking at this and okay Sorry. no 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 I I, we're, i'm not Get even i'm not even off of what we were just talking about which was i put I'm not even i put upset. every player i plotted every player who's had more than 50 plate appearances this year in okay. home runs per plate appearance rbis per plate appearance and runs per plate appearance space well, no, uh, three-dimensional plane of ratios, home run to uh, plate appearances is one uh, one dimension, RBIs to plate appearances is another dimension, and then... Runs to plate appearances, it got cut off. Runs to plate, yeah, I was like, are not. <laughs> I know, I thought that too the first uh, time I plotted. Runs to plate appearance, yeah. Uh, Rhode Island. Yeah, that's such a weird one. But so, so I allowed there to be a second order because, I, I don't know, I mean, I, I just kind of, this is totally gut feeling. I didn't test it, but I thought third order was overkill. Actually, I did sort of test it when, you, when, when we look at the covariance between the parameters below. You could have 100 runs and be Starling Marte. Yep. You could yep. have 100 runs and be... Um, you aren't, but could be Billy Hamilton. <laughs> That's right. But you, and you, you could also be Edwin Encarnacion. But the reason they're covariant is because you know that they have to be equal. You know that each home run results in a run, so you know there's yeah. covariance at that level. The question is yeah. how how does the space deform beyond that as well? So how how right. else do they depend on each other? Oh, well, I mean, that does kind of make sense, though. So I would argue... But that also, how much of that is bad? Well, I, well that's the thing. Like, I was, I, was hoping, I was hoping that one of these would come out to be... One of these parameters would be, like, a pure test of player skill, right? Because that's what we really want. Is like, okay, is one of these parameters strong when we get Mike Trouts and weak when we get, I don't know, random replacement player? Renato Nunez. <laughs> oh, we're going to be so mean to him on this spot. But yeah. I, uh, Renato so, Nunez. So I was looking yeah. for like, okay, they is there some measure for the underlying? I sort of settled on that a little bit, um, the covariance between the two, but I'm not, I don't know, not exactly mm-hmm. positive. In terms of model validation, the offset, which you, the, the ultimate shift of the plane up and down is zero, which is good because that means that 
if you had zero plate appearances, you would also have zero runs, zero RBIs, <laughs> zero run, home runs, which was which is just like a basic model check. But That's good. there is a slight problem with the model in that <laughs> that offset. Well, the the old negative wins model, yeah. But the the offset negative is wins. strongly covariant with the other parameters. So I actually am worried on some level that this description of the plane is is not um, detailed enough. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, so it covers some. It, it yeah, that's some partly what I, partly part what I was worried about. Okay, but let's throw that all all that aside and pretend like the model is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I actually do think that the cool. model is yeah, is sure, we did. And I actually couldn't awesome. believe how both how well and how quickly I was able to get up and running on fitting this plane. <laughs> Here's an outtake lamenting a trade of a stalwart of one of Eric's teams, Jose Altuve. I appreciated your email. How do you feel? I, I honestly had that thought before you sent it. <laughs> like, oh, this is... This is tragic. It's sad. It's a sad day. It's a sad... I was trying to figure out what year... Did you pick him up in 2013? It sounds about right. I didn't have him on the team that was terrible in 2013. That's what I was thinking. Let's pivot to players, though. So, yeah, you gave me a list of players. Who, who the hell are these players? Why are these players? I gave you sort of some options of looking at different corners of the plane. And, and you said, well, I want to look at the guys that are scoring low numbers of... Expected to score low numbers of runs per plate appearance as per how many home runs and how many RBIs they have. So, essentially, what we looked at was, okay, what's up with the guys that... Okay. have low yeah. home runs, high RBIs, because that's the corner that has the lowest runs on average of this plane. Okay, and then we came up, I came up with a, a model prediction. So the model predicts that you should score 0.139 runs per plate appearance here. And then we just, I pulled all the guys that are near that point. And it's a list of, I don't know, how many guys is this, like 15 or something? Enough. And I said, you can have your pick of uh, talking about these Enough. guys. <laughs> I, I don't Looks know. Looks like you didn't pick. Looks like you just did everybody. <laughs> I did everybody, so we could... But um, I, I, the main point that I had was... Uh, it is 15 guys. Main point was there are an awful so lot of catchers why, in here. Why is that? So these are guys that have... Low home runs. Say it again. High these RBIs. That have low runs. High... Low high RBIs, low runs. So high yeah. RBI to home run ratio, yeah. and high RBI to run ratio, and then run to home run is essentially basically normal. not not that different from what you'd expect. There's a slight dependence where in right. the in where if you look at the plane where um, as you. <laughs> If you score, if you don't hit very many home runs, you also so don't score that So clearly, this is a this is a section of your plane that has a lot of catchers. This That's is going to so be weird. an area because Kurt Casale, Brian McCann, Wilson Ramos, Yadier Molina, Sandy Leon, and Mike Zanino. So I guess these are guys that, for the number for their RBI production, don't have a lot of um, don't have a lot of home runs, don't have a lot of runs. Could that, I mean, that does feel like that's because huh. they're batting eighth. 
eighth or ninth. And then we know specifically that yeah. Byron Buxton is it was also on this list. He's low in the order. So then Jeez. I'd be interested. What is the batting order for all these other guys? <laughs> Did you do all of this just to say that batting higher in the order? <laughs> I, I didn't know that that was going to be the effect. But these guys. Wait, so wait, let's think about this though. If you're lower in the batting order, you're more likely to get random RBIs. Maybe because there are more people that could possibly be on base. <laughs> but the problem is not the problem, but maybe we've made this right. But you don't. This is hard to suss out because you don't. Nobody thinks in ratios. We think uh-huh. in absolute numbers. Right. So these guys can have, and catchers could really show up in this because they have way fewer plate appearances because they're playing right. two thirds of the games of everybody else. So they might look completely. They might look really efficient because they're getting those random RBIs, but their home run total tells you, okay, actually they're they're not that efficient <laughs> because right. So this is less that the home run total is low and an aberration, and more that the RBI total is is an aberration. Well, that was sort of that was sort of the inference that I had. So. Poor Byron Buxton. <laughs> what does that mean for him? Well, it's a, that's a batting order. I mean, the guys the guys that aren't catchers on here, I'm therefore, now I'm worried about. Verdugo, Bats. Um, oh, wow. He's all over the place, but he's generally, he is never better than fifth and never worse than, well, he's in the NL, so eighth. <laughs> But isn't isn't Mond- Mondesi and Hicks are are hitting way up in the order? I thought. So that's okay. So that would be the thing. Now I think maybe that's the se- you're talking about second order, but that's a second step. Then is uh-huh. like okay, who are the, what is the average? And we could go to Baseball Reference and we can pull these. Um, oh, that's gonna be such a nightmare to relate to different data sources, but we can grab the batting orders and then see who is what the average batting order is for these people and then figure out like who, who is then an aberration? I actually, I do have the scraping. I do have the scraping tool to do that. Okay. So what if I go back to this and scrap? No, what if not even scrap? No, if I no just scrapping. Hit, no, what if I just, just hit this, what if I just filter this? No, I'm talking about how do we make this model more complex? So now I've got these three. <laughs> what if I also put average batting order in as your fourth dimension, and now I fit some weird, some weird higher order plane? Mmm. Mmm. All right, we could. Because we, you know, we've we've thrown around batting order occasionally, but you know, we really, I don't, we haven't talked about it in like a year at least. No, two years. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think I've identified it with Mondesi. Mondesi hits after Merrifield, so wonder, he's just batting him in all the time. I wonder where my I wonder where my scraper for that is. It definitely exists. If you can find that, if you can find that, put it into our scraping tools library. Well, I know I have it because I had I have a daily scraper for Fangraphs. Oh, that's from Fangraphs. Yeah, because is if you just pull nice. the daily, it has their batting order. Ooh, that would be better. That's how I did that. Because that's how I did it. I man, I was thinking it's a year ago, which I I should always double when I think of like think back. I should always double the amount of time. Yeah, we, I've definitely I hit think that. Definitely hit. We've definitely hit that age where like 
If you think that was six months ago, it was a year ago. If you think that was a year ago, it was five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not even it's not geometric. It's no, definitely exponential. No. <laughs> okay. So that's All right. Oh man. So we're saying batting batting order might have a huge component in this. Though the Kansas City Royals clearly come up a couple times here between Alex Gordon is still a, a Royal, right? <laughs> well who's who's scoring all the runs? <laughs> Well, Gordon is is right after Mondesi, so it's Merrifield. It's Merrifield is scoring more often than he should. Is that is that just what we know? And the two of them don't. Well, there's a park factor as well. Coffee yeah, yeah, is yeah. huge. Yeah, it is. So maybe that. Oh, maybe that's why it's depressing their home run rates too. Hmm. Oh man, I'm glad we started this discussion by talking about all of the things that go into this model. <laughs> Because now it's like now it's really making me think about it. Let's okay, and but I think that this so team factor. I think having Merrifield first is is huge. Let's let's look at this. His um, for being such a terrible team, he's in the top fifteen or something. One. He's in basically the top fifteen for runs. I think he's sixteenth right now. That's pretty amazing because the Royals are not scoring that many runs. They're not scoring that many runs. So he has a high percentage of it. So maybe he has a high percentage of it because he's ahead of these people in the batting order or it's his skill or whatever his speed so we're, we're pretty much coming down on that these guys are scoring it's these guys are getting random rbis it's not this is not a corner talking about their native ability to bat somebody in yeah despite getting so maybe runs. this is the opposite of what, what you were thinking we we're yeah, trying to do dang. identify guys who are having high rbis which means that they're gonna pull up their home runs and runs maybe this is guys that are like Ooh, these guys are having high RBIs, and it's actually probably odd. So lower your expectations. Poor Kirk Unless Caselli. they change in the batting order. He's not even owned in here. He's not even owned, like Ooh. at all. Kirk Caselli. These ownership curves are these ownership curves are pretty interesting. You also threw Eric also threw a bunch of the ownership curves in here, and uh, well, those those catchers are those catchers are not very owned. Look at look at how good Byron Buxton's doing. I really I support his eighty percent ownership. That's about right. So the the if we're looking at your players, the ones that I think are interesting, probably the ones that are interesting in general are the ones that have the most dynamic curve. So Alex Gordon doing a yep. Ryan Zimmerman kind of late career. We thought he was dead. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> right. Um, and Alex Verdugo is sort of I, that's a name that I looked up yeah. after we did our Cody Bellinger. And I was like, ooh, Alex Verdugo kind of looks pretty good on a baseball diamond. <laughs> he he does actually. You are you are not wrong about that. And a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys just straight up aren't owned. Mondesi is up there at hundred percent. Yeah, you're not gonna I mean, if it, if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up right now. Well he's not, but if he is <laughs> I think that about brings us to the review session. Michael Brantley. I still can't believe you just planned our next like several months. But anyway. Yeah, it always happens. Michael Brantley. Um, weird to see him in an Astros jersey, first thought. Totally wild, right? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm gonna watch a Michael Brantley game. Like, okay, what Indians game is gonna be interesting? Nope, nope, nope. Get that out of my head again. <laughs> you know, number one though, he looks a lot cooler in an Astros uniform than an Indians uniform. Absolutely. Do you agree that his swing is bad? I was gonna say something similar, which is I was gonna say 
he's got such a 90s swing. Yes. Which would yes. be the era of bad yet effective swings. And the weird part is that the game that I tuned in for, which was Sunday's game, the announcers were like, oh, love that swing. <laughs> like, like, what are you guys... Are we watching the same game? He also... I, you know, I hate to criticize on something like this, but he, he always pulls a face right before he swings. So if <laughs> you were trying to... If you were trying to... Uh, predict when he was going to, like, there's no point to this, right? Because in no. between the time that the pitcher's hand leaves, the ball leaves his hand and hits the bat, there's nothing anyone can do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, you could tell. You could yeah. Tell. If you had... He was, he was just like, that, it's, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like a little kid and when they stick out their tongue and they're like, ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yep, yes. I got it. You're trying to move that, that direction. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of, I sort of felt like that watching him, but I don't know. Good for him. Anyway, I should say, stats, 59 uh-huh. games this year, 252 plate appearances, 10 home runs, 30 runs, 38 RBIs, 3 stolen bases, and a 332 average? 332! 332. 332 average? How is he not on your team? Okay, here's what's insane. His BABIP is 333. Yeah, that's gonna come down. <laughs> so his his conversion rate from actual average to BABIP is like the same. Well, that's gonna come down because isn't it usually like average is like two? Well, it's like three hundred even or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, but so his average has never really been the problem. But I've got a question: these stats is he having a resurgent year? Oh. Uh, yeah, that's why okay. I brought him up. No, but is he is he having a real resurgent year? What do you mean by that? Uh, I mean, is it, well, I mean two things. One, is it going to continue? And two, is, are we just seeing finally healthy Michael Brantley again? Mm. There, that's the piece. That's the real question. That's the real question. Is yep. do is the health there? Because I think if you look at on a, well, he had his best year in 2014, right? Yeah. He was a 2020 player, 327, 94, 97. That's a good player. Um, And 156 was a key number there. He's on pace for 154. That would be the first time that he's done it since that 2014 season. Yeah. So, yeah. I I mean, that's the real question. Do you think he's healthy? And the the thing that watching the game really helped me with, he was a DH. Yep. Yep. You know what's going to keep you healthy if you're an outfielder who hurts yourself running? But it's amazing. Being a DH. But, like, in the Astros, I think, would love in a vacuum to be able to do that. They're a little bit hamstrung. It was kind of amazing to me that they're able to play him as a DH even when they have George Springer out. Um, all right, what about, what else? I mean, so we just have that, right? Is he going to be healthy? And it feels like pretty good considering he's getting some DH at-bats. Anything else? that? What else do we really need to talk about with him? Honestly, he looks like a... You, I know what he's going to look like late career, which is like hobbled Albert Pujols. Oh, I was going to say even uh, mostly because the Astros uniform, but um, Carlos Beltran. Yes. Yep. He's going to, I mean, 
you can you can sort of see what he looks like in five years as you just like slowly see his ability degrade yeah yeah because he's because he is effective i mean that was a great point like he is effective he's going to be effective for a few more years as long as you as long as you don't pick him for like well he's what he's on pace for uh 10 stolen bases maybe generously (laughs) it's generously yeah he might get to 10 he might I'm looking at him in Fantasy Pros. Expert consensus ranking is 62. I would say that he is a top 40 hitter. I would say that you might as well trade for him like he's a top 40 hitter. Okay. Would you trade him, trade George Springer for Michael Brantley straight up? Absolutely not. No, you would not? Absolutely not. All right, you want to see what it is from this point forward? This point forward, can we do it when George Springer comes back from the day? No, that- we're tr- you. I you said. I said, would you rather have George Springer the rest of the season? And you said, absolutely not. And so I'm saying, from this point forward, I think in a in a roto and a five by five roto, you're going to get more value out of Brantley. So, do you want to do categories or do you want to do player radar? No, it's categories. Head to head categories. Great, I'll do that. You got it. Five. Head to head, five categories. Oh, this is a good one. This George is a good Green, one. Yeah, this is a good one. Okay. I'm the known injury versus the unknown injury. This right? is great. This is a good one. All right. Who are we doing this week? Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo. All right. Let's do another. Let's get a board bet in here. Alex Verdugo versus Alex Gordon rest of the season Ooh, five by five roto that is such an interesting one do you do you have one that you strongly prefer no i'll take the one that you don't take i'm an optimist i'll take verdugo nice i'll take i will take alex gordon then all right all right time for a little housekeeping be sure to subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on twitter fantasy tools mind the z thank you mild manner for letting us use your tunes be sure to follow them on soundcloud and facebook Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, where's the luck to you, buddy? Where's the luck to you, too? Yeah!